Okay, so now we want to talk about MapReduce algorithms. And um, uh, we already saw, so a web index is a, is a good uh, example for a MapReduce task. And this is actually what it was initially built for. And so the very basic thing in a web index is a so-called inverted index. I already hinted at that earlier. And um, the idea is uh, that you have, like each, each text, each website it contains many words. And then an inverted index basically um, is an index that rather than pointing to a document or rather than, than having some kind of ID, it takes the words that are in a text and from these words, it, po it points to the documents. And this is why, why it's called an inverted index because we're inverting the documents rather than having a key to the document, um, we take the content of the document and point to the put it to the document out of this and so the idea is what what do we need in order to do this we need um, to process the the whole text and find out um, what text is in there and then st store the the text or the individual words with a pointer to the document or with the document id and um, the process is very simple. We had it earlier, more or less already. So in the map process, um, we basically just parse the documents. And um, so, and this is also what we call tokenize. So we, we take the text inside, the, inside the, the, the document and produce individual words. And there we do a lot of uh, pre-processing already. So we do some kind of, I mean, in a, if we want to do it smart. Um, we could do some stemming, we could uh, will reduce uh, to singular rather than having plural. So here you can see, for example, if we have a text that has cats in there or a cat, whatever, toy and, um, and plural and things like that, then we want to still have this as a single word in our index. Um, because otherwise, uh, if I'm looking uh, for documents that contain cat, I won't find the documents that have cats in them. And so we tokenize this in this way. And then we create as an output this um, word and document ID pairs. So for each document, we'll split it up into the individual words. And rather than putting out uh, the word with a number, as we would do for the word frequency, we put it out the word with the document ID. And then in the reduce phase, we have this inverter stage. And this is, again, this is why it's called in, inverted index. Rather than um, now somehow having the, the document point to the text, we take the, the words and, um, and combine all of them. So uh, for each document that contains um, cat, for example, uh, or for each individual um, key value pair where the key was cat, will store, uh, will reduce them and then have a list of documents, IDs that contain the, the, contain the word um, cat. So in the end, uh, what this will look like is what we see here on the right is we have the list of all different words and next or the, the index of all the different words and from this index, uh, we'll have the pointers to the documents. And this 
typically will be URLs in this case. So for each, so for for cat, for example, we'll have all of the all of the URLs that contain cat. And then uh, we might do some advanced or additional processing, but this we'll, we'll talk later about later. And so in general, um, the MapReduce program design uh, basically works in a way that in the map task, we do things that we can do independently on the data objects. So this might be some transformation, projection, filter, and things like that. So in the, in the inverted index example, we have this transformation from a document, so from a text, um, we transform to this individual word document ID pairs. And then in the reduced task, we have this uh, combination phase, meaning uh, that we're getting all of, the, all of the key value pairs with the same key, and then we can do some kind of aggregation, we can do some kind of additional transformation based on a certain key or based on all of the documents with a certain key. And I mean, simple examples would be counts and some minimum, maximum and top K productions. But of course we can do anything else there. Whenever we want multiple inputs um, and we'll have all of them uh, with the same key at the same reducer. And often, um, in order to have more complex algorithms, we need multiple phases of MapReduce. So meaning that we do a map, then a reduce phase, and then we start over again. Say, if we want to execute a SQL query, this typically we cannot do in a single stage. We'll have to do multiple stages. And uh, the framework will always do this shuffle and sort between the map and reduce phase. And this is also why it is um, somewhat inefficient. So, and this is, uh, at this stage, we come to the map reduce criticism. And um, so in the end, uh, it's, yeah, some people uh, think it's, it's too low level, right? It's a very manual way of programming a per record manipulation. And this is as opposed to something like a declarative model, like a declarative language like SQL. So if you wanna do map reduce, I mean, it's very nice to program uh, simple transformations. But as soon as you have long um, stages or long combinations of map and reduce phases, then it will become cumbersome to program because you have this very low level programming where you have to define exactly what needs to be done with the data. While if you're writing SQL, you're just explaining uh, what kind of data you would want to have. And uh, some people also say it's nothing new, right? So um, map and reduce are classical MPI, Lisp, etc., higher order functions. So if you have seen um, any kind of, uh, of functional programming, this is typical stuff, right? So any kind of functional language, programming language has uh, higher order functions, and then it will typically also have map and reduce. And um, then more critical in my mind is that it has a very low per node performance. So it scales very nicely. So you can run this on a thousand nodes, but for each single node, the computation that you do, so how fast do you process the data is actually very slow. And this is due to the, the replication and the data transfer. So between the map and the reduce phase, the data needs to be shuffled. So you will have lots and lots of 
of data transfer through the network. And uh, also you have to store all of the data every time, right? So you have in the map phase, you read all the data. After the map phase, you write all the intermediate data to disk. Then for the reducer, you read this data again, also across the network, and you write it back again. So there's a lot of I.O. and there's a lot of network traffic. And um, it's batch. So this means you cannot do anything incrementally or you cannot do anything in a streaming fashion. So if you have new data coming in, uh, at a certain point, you have to say, okay, this is the data that I want to process. Then um, uh, you start the job uh, and you cannot add more data while the job is running. So this and typically will take a lot of time. So you cannot process something in a few seconds. Typically um, running a MapReduce job will take minutes just to spawn everything up. So it's not for interactivity or anything. And this is also why Google has actually abandoned this already. I mean, it's a very nice framework for making um, large-scale parallelism available to programmers, but it's not very efficient. And this is why uh, Urs Hölzle in 2014 actually say, said, okay, we don't really use MapReduce anymore. And um, nowadays, uh, they actually have um, the Google Dataflow, and this is basically based on a streaming uh, engine. So rather than doing this batch computation, where you in, write all the intermediate stages on disk and then read them back from disk again, and uh, you cannot add additional data. Here, um, you have this also this way of, of stream processing. So meaning you can have new data coming in and um, you can have more flexible transformations and you don't need this hard synchronization barriers in between. And with that, that's it. So um, in these videos now, I talked about the MapReduce programming model and the MapReduce framework. And what you should have seen that this is really a, a nice or a simplified way of doing parallel data processing. You have these two um, functions or let's say higher order functions and the, the user needs to specify two functions. One, the map, uh, which does some comp computation on data, and then the reduce, which, which combines multiple data items. And uh, with that, you can do many kinds of um, data processing. And the map reduce framework does all of the ex execution. It does the parallelization. So the user only has to specify how parallel this should be. But otherwise, all the distribution, everything is done there. It's fault tolerant. It's highly scalable. And with that, um, actually, we'll next go to this overview of the data center uh, setup and the cloud computing. And before then, really going through all the stages of the data processing. And so I'm looking forward to questions in Moodle, of course, also uh, by email if necessary, um, or of course, in the in the Q&A sessions, which will also happen. And thank you.